What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 11. Hot start here. How's the week been? Welcome back. Great. Uh, solid week, honestly. Yeah, it was good. I, I didn't watch the midweek city game, which turned out to be a blessing. <laughs> yeah, the you got a red card pretty early, didn't you? Yeah, well, I watched, the, I watched the first half, and then I had work calls in the second half of the game, which was uh, I was grateful for because I, I tuned out of that game after Gomez got sent off. Yeah, it's tough. First, was that your first game this season without Holland up top? Yeah, it was the first game we didn't start. I mean, we win that game if we have 10 men, and I don't know. We gotta, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to the review, but... True, true, true. Uh, well, we got to start it off with Pat this week. Uh, you you left it all, us off on a cliffhanger last week with a hot take that you didn't finish. Oh, yeah, I did. Um, so my hot take that uh, I'll just put out into the ether, we can talk about it a little bit to start the episode, and then we can dive into the rest of everything. Um, I did not watch Zidane Zidane play, so, or like any of those like early or like late 90s midfielders play, but I have seen Kevin De Bruyne play, and I've seen a lot of Iniesta, and I've seen a lot of Xavi, I got a good chunk of Gerrard, and I got a good chunk of Lampard. Who fucking cares about Paul Scholes? I think Kevin De Bruyne is comfortably in the Iniesta and Xavi conversation now, and I think it should be, like, common knowledge. It shouldn't be a hot take. I think when he retires, regardless of whether or not City win the Champions League, he is going to be, like, that guy from our generation. I would agree with you. Uh, I, I think a Champions League could help his, like, overall legacy, though. But I do agree oh, yeah. with you. Talent-wise, he's in that conversation 100%. Yeah, I think, he's got, I think he's got everything. He passes the eye test. He's got the stats. He's got the individual accolades. He's got plenty of Premier League trophies. He just needs he's that one elusive Champions League, and then I think it's not even a debate anymore. You ye, just need a little ye old big ears in your life, KDB. Mm. It's a bit like Gerard in the Prem, I think. You know, how can you be the Prem best actually, player ever without winning the Prem? That's exactly where my mind went is like trying to stick up for Gerard all these years in that argument. It's like you hear you hear it on the other side. It's like he hasn't won the Prem, so how can he be the best? So I, I that's exactly where my mind my mind went, Josh. Yeah. I mean it makes sense too. It's it's, it's fair arguments, just uh my two cents on the greatest yeah. of all time debate. We'll throw it to out it. to the Instagram world. See what the the cretins of the internet have to say about it. Oh, I'm excited. I'll be right there in the comments arguing with you if you uh, if you disagree with me. <laughs> uh, a little bit of housekeeping. Uh, we have a new logo, new threads for the boys. Uh, we don't have the tech to just put this in the episode, so you have to look at it on my phone. Mm. Uh, shout out to new new things. Yeah, shout out my coworker Andrew for for hooking it up and doing that for us. Really, really solid dude. A real talented graphic designer. He hooked it up. In thank you, Andrew. Yes, thank you, Andrew. I had a comment in the group chat. We have like Tottenham away kit vibes from this season. A little bit. Oh, yeah, the I colors like kind of reminiscent. A little bit. <laughs> the the the, cr the cream overload helps it though. Like it the does. cream background, yes. it does help mute it out. I don't see it as much, but as soon as somebody said it, I was like. Yeah. Uh, okay. Farwell yeah, sitting somewhere in a corner, just being happy that we're using, you know, the Tottenham <laughs> vibes. Um, th this past weekend, uh, we'll, we'll get into like some prem stuff after. First thing I have, uh, the boys qualified for the playoffs. Uh, Go loons! Yeah, nice win for the loons. Uh, four years in a row we've made the playoffs, which is actually quite impressive for how like mediocre we are. 
We'll take those. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a team to root for in the in the MLS playoffs now. <laughs> I think we play Dallas too. I think we're gonna fucking wax them. But who knows? Um, you guys want to talk about the prem? What what happened this week? I mean, let's talk about the prem happily. I will happily talk about the prem. We'll go to the the big one. Uh, Liverpool Arsenal. I watched this one at the zoo. Uh, shout out to everyone who went to the zoo. It was a great, great turnout for that. Probably like forty people, I would say. Um, Hell yeah! Yeah, a lot of awesome. like mixed fans, a lot of Arsenal fans, a lot of Liverpool fans. But damn, I hate losing in front of people. <laughs> I hate it. I uh, I don't know. It was kind of what I expected. I've uh, I've been I've been given Arsenal the the credit this year, and obviously we'll talk uh, how other fe- people feel about how Arteta's doing um, a little bit later. But I just I don't know. I just kind of felt like Arsenal don't have anything to lose. They're coming into this Liverpool game um, with a with a win on the bounce, and Liverpool are uh, at the time a, a very um, kind of confused side so it's just we had our shining moments for sure throughout the match but arsenal got the better of liverpool at the end of the day yeah uh it's a tough one for me to swallow honestly because i know i come across as salty when i say it first of all even if the first goal was onside or offside it was shit defending Mm -hmm. uh second goal was. was even worse defending so that's on us totally uh, don't get me wrong when I'm saying if I blame anything not on us, we, we didn't play good enough. But there was uh, probably an offsides error because the like the bird eye technology they used basically couldn't pick up where Bakayo Saka actually was. Um, they've kind of already said that like through the league offices, and then I just thought the penalty Arsenal got was so dodgy, and I thought we should have got a pen. I, I thought that was a clear handball. We we've been through this so many times in the past year of what's a handball what's not a handball we see it called in other games and then it doesn't there's no consistency Um, no there isn't um but i i think looking at the 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 kind of mishaps on the officiating end of the ball at the end of the day i've had some time to kind of digest it now after the immediate frustration they they kind of cancel each other out at the end of the day yeah there's one call kind of leaning Arsenal's way uh, if, if you're trying to kind of factor everything into it and cancel out the the penalty given on one end and not given on the other. Um, but at the end of the day, I just think Liverpool weren't good enough to go out and win this game. It, it just felt like there was no intensity throughout the match. Shout out Pep uh, and his book. Uh, there was no intensity with, with the side throughout the full 90 minutes. And it's just, it's frustrating to see week in and week out in the premier league, this Liverpool side still trying to figure itself out, not to mention more injuries plague the side throughout the game. We lose Trent um, who goes down for, for a couple of a uh, couple of weeks, at least we lose Matip. We lose, uh, and most probably notably Luis Diaz, who's going to be out until after the World Cup now, it's looking like. So frustrating game, but it just it, – it doesn't sting as much as it did afterward and, and in our midweek game, obviously, seeing the side. But it was just – it was a frustrating, 
frustrating game to lose, but I can't say that Arsenal didn't earn it. Patrick, any thoughts? I think Arsenal were better, and it's rich to hear Liverpool fans complain about refereeing decisions. That's I don't all. think that's fair. We haven't got awarded that many penalties, I don't think, last year. I, it's just, it's it's not and nothing to do with you awarded penalties. It's just rich to hear Liverpool fans complain sure. about refereeing decisions, given some past results when they played City. Oh, yeah, f- fuck off, Pat, fuck off. Unfortunate things that, you know, maybe shouldn't have gone different, your way. Different it's, competition. We're not even it, talking about the same. No, I'm league. talking about the Prem. I'm talking about Milner not getting sent off last year. I'm talking about Trent's handball. That was the what same shit about? you're complaining about this year. It's, it's just rich to hear you guys complain about it now. I thought you were going on about that offsides goal in the Champions League like six years ago. Well, that is, I mean, we can go there. That that should have been, should have <laughs> we, stood. We went there last year, I think. I forgot what episode. Yeah, we did. Uh, we definitely took a dive. Yeah, but it, it sucked I, to I, lose. The Emirates is really starting to get kind of an atmosphere, which is something Arsenal fans haven't experienced since 2005. Uh, not a dick. And Liverpool don't experience it outside of the first two oh, minutes of a game. That's just John. blatantly not true. <laughs> blatantly so so i i feel like pat is in full blue mode ahead of this weekend's fixture and we're gonna be strapping in for a long episode he has some things to say yeah i'm playing to pat's game right now i can't do that the anfield comments make my blood boil anyway (laughs) let's talk about you in southampton south coast 4-0 blah 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 we beat the fuck out of them (laughs) holland scores another goal Foden looks like, uh, you know, he took those Bakayosaka comparisons to heart. He's been on his burner, seeing people calling him not the best English youngster in the league. Um, it's about it. Pretty standard 4-0. Standard 4-0 performance from Manchester City, I guess. We're, we're rolling. We're a goddamn machine. That's really all there is to it right now. There's not not much to say. Um Everything else Akanji this weekend. Can play right back too, apparently. What was that? That Akanji can play right back. Oh, is that where you slotted him in at, or did he uh, cover? No, he played right back. Oh wow! No shit. I like his hair. He's got a. Uh, he's got the no more braids anymore. He's got the. He he let them all out. He's got like a little fro now. He looks oh, great. Nice. I just remember when he was always bald. I feel like he was bald at Dortmund, correct? Yeah, I love the braids. I, the braids are like one of the best city hairstyles we've ever had. Yeah, it was nice. Um, everything else kind of went pretty much how we thought. Spurs and Brighton played it close. Spurs won. Villa Forest tied. All the big teams pretty much won. Pretty uh, pretty standard yeah. weekend of Premier League action if you look at it that way. Yeah. Um, only other thing I had like retroactively, yeah, the U.S. women have lost two games in a row to England and Spain. Uh, this is kind of a fun way. We just don't ever talk about the U.S. women, but do we suck now? I don't think so. I don't nah, watch them I... enough to really know to be educated on, so maybe. Yeah, to be fair, that's very true. I, I watch them during the World Cup and then, like, the occasional friendly and stuff like that. I don't I don't think we're bad by any stretch of the imagination. I think we had a goal that absolutely should have, if I'm not mistaken, there was, like, an offsides controversy where, like, we should have just been on sides for a goal. Not sure. I have to go. I'd have to go I back and look now. England, England women are pretty good. England women could win yeah, the World Cup, are. I think. They're they're pretty nasty. 
But anyway, well, it's something to keep our eye on a little bit. Maybe we'll uh, start having some some women's soccer segments here. Cover the game. Anyway, let's talk about something new. International, yeah. Speaking international. So for the for for all of you in Maine, in Maine, you know, our our Maine folks are are are, you know members of the Maine stand. Um, we have been uh, kind of graciously given the opportunity to let you guys know about something that the Maine Mariners and downtown Portland are doing. Uh, so there's going to be a watch party for the U.S. England game uh, on Black Friday. And the Maine Mariners are kind of doing something, uh, releasing these ticket packages where you can go to a hockey game and you can go to the the soccer game here. And they have these you know three different tiers of packages they've got academy premier championship you know you can you can buy any of these packages and go to either just the mariners game you can go to both games it'll have like a limited edition scarf kind of tucked in there's going to be a four pack of the new lone pine slap shot session ale that they're doing in collaboration uh with the main mariners so you know go check out the main mariners social go to the main mariners website learn a little bit more about these uh these package deals and we'll see you both at the uh at the watch party for, you know, the USA England game and also uh, at the main Mariners games. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get some more information on the, uh, the ticket packages on our, our social, I'm sure. And um, have some more information leading up to the event. Yeah. Shout out to USL to Portland and Gabe too. Cause I, I think it's like, it's their event with downtown Portland. Uh, you know, the Mariners are getting space at that. And, you know, I, I think we're, we, we're trying to ex- like exclaim really, the championship package is where you guys need to be at. I mean, if we're interested in this event, this is what you guys got to be doing. You got to be going and getting the VIP viewing area. Mm-hmm. USA, you got to be in the front row, okay? Mm-hmm. And then I think the thing that really stands out about this, you know, you get a limo ride to Rira, you get some food, get some drinks at Rira, get a limo ride to the stadium and enjoy some Mariners. Uh, I mean, what's not good about that? It's uh, soccer on ice, if you will. Yeah, it's 10 out of 10. You go to the watch party at 1.30, you hop in the limo, you go to Rerai, you get a couple of drinks, you celebrate the USA uh, beating England in the 1776 Derby by going to a Mariners game at 7.15. And I believe Sounds they're like playing the Royals. Black Friday. Yeah, the, the Reading Royals. So it's it's even more fitting. We're going to beat we're gonna beat the Royals, then we're going to beat the Royals. Exactly. And you leave with a scarf and some beer. I mean... What more could you ask for as a fan of sport? Yeah, so we'll look forward to, yeah, like what Mitch said, look to our social because we're going to be promoing this like crazy. We want this place yeah. packed. We want Portland, Maine to to make some headlines with the soccer crowds they pull in for USA England. We're going to make it happen. Anyway, let's uh, move it on to Europe, boys. We are going to do our fourth Champions League rundown um and it's we only got two left after this i know i know it's kind of be reverse because i'm lazy and a copy the notes what you guys are actually looking at uh, home and away should be reversed so it was basically nice. what it was last week just with updated scores mm. so victoria pilsen hosted byron byron one four two clinched top of their group and victoria pilsen scored two of the three total ucl goals that they've scored yes this year in this game um good for them sorry pilsen you tried your hardest you scored two goals against probably one of the best teams in europe that's something to write home about outside of that nothing spectacular moving on uh sporting the team that was 
that, you know, we were like, oh, they're definitely going to win their group. Oh, they're doing so good. Uh, they go down to nine men. They lose 2-0 to Marseille. Um, and uh, Alexis Sanchez plays there. I thought that was funny. The other day I saw that and I was like, I did not know he played there. And I've said that because I forgot too. And then I have my, I have updates for Marseille through FOTMOB for some reason. <laughs> Don't know why. I just do. And I saw they subbed on Alexi Sanchez one day and I was like, no shit. That's where he plays now. Okay. When I, when I first saw it, I was like, there's definitely like another Alexis Sanchez, like a, has to be an Argentinian version or something. And you looked and you're like, nope, it's the Chilean guy. Yeah. Yeah. The Chilean one. We had uh, Porto, Leverkusen next. This is kind of the weird group. Uh, Porto smacked them 3-0. Not the best start to the reign of Xabi Alonso. Um, Leverkusen outshot Porto 17-5. We're expected to score 2.2 goals. Uh, could not get one behind the net. So, tough start to Xabi, but uh, they played good football. So, hmm. Bruges, Atletico Madrid, nil-nil draw. Uh, Bruges playing out of their minds at group stage, not allowing a goal and officially clinching their first knockout in club history. Huge for Bruges. Former Revs. Apologies for disrespecting you on the preview we did for the Champions League. (laughs) Yeah, did we all have them in fourth? We all said they were Uh, not getting out of the group, and then we made a call back to Bruggy. We said, sorry, Bruggy. Had them in fourth. So Yeah, that's a tough one. Sorry for disrespecting you. Awesome showing from them in the group stage. Probably my uh my my dark horse like team of the team of the group so far. My dark horse. I don't even know if you can call them a dark horse now. Napoli. No, they're not. Napoli beat Ajax four two. They are unbeaten on the season in all competitions. They are smacking ass in Italy and Europe. Their offense is flying. Victor Osman, uh, he they don't even need him to start anymore. Raspadori, I think he has like seven goals in his past six games for club and country. And you have that guy Kavaradana on that on the wing. What a fucking player he is! Yeah, he's he's gonna go somewhere this summer. Uh, I mean, it'd be really cool to see Napoli keep hold of him though. I hope we get him. They're they're building something cool over there, and it's just it's sad that they're probably gonna get run through this. Uh, this off season, but I mean, even Anguisa locking it down in the midfield too. Like they're, they're looking really, really strong. Very, very reminiscent of like 10 hogs. Ajax when they made that run or the Monaco team, uh, it's very, nobody saw them coming and nobody wants to play them in the next round. I'm looking forward to city drawing them in the quarterfinals and losing eight, six on aggregate. Herving Lozano still got it too. Yeah, he's a very good player. Yes, he does. Um, Tottenham beat Frankfurt 3-2. Another good, there was a lot of red cards this week, and uh, Frankfurt got a red card. Fun uh, mm. second goal, though. We caught, right? Yeah. The volley, yeah. yeah. Um, Inter 3-3 with Barcelona. You watched this one, Pat, so I'll let you. That game was fucking crazy. So Barcelona needed to win to like guarantee their spot in the next round. Now they need Inter to lose in the last day because they drew. But Barca go up 1-0 through Us- uh, Usman Dembele. You're like, all right, they're cruising. They're doing good. They're possessing the ball. They're playing really well. Inter score two just like quick fire kind of goals. Go up 2-1. Barca equalize 2-2. Inter immediately fire back and score. Make it 3-2. And then Lewandowski equalizes again for Barca in the 93rd minute to make it 3-3. The game was 
so back and forth, so end to end. Inter should have actually won the game. Uh, there was a moment where one of their midfielders, forget his name, was through on goal, and he had is either Jeco or Lautaro uh, Martinez at the far post, and he opted to go at it alone when the, the play was just square it. Um, so Inter should have won that game, four three, but unbelievably end to end. I was all out attack from Barcelona, and then a counter attacking you know clinic from Inter. Uh, unbelievable game. It was so much fun to watch. And then Izanagi, the Inter manager, got sent off in the 92nd minute. Let's go. I saw that. I think they. Uh, that's the game they flicked to after Liverpool Rangers, which is our next match anyway. Liverpool romped Rangers at the Ibrox 7-1. to one. Rangers had been on the end of some pretty bad score lines uh, in this group. This one, their worst of all time, though. Yep. Um, 7-1 at home, and it was a uh, it was a it was enough to kick him out of the group permanently. Um, tail of two halves. Fun, fun, fun second half from Liverpool. Yeah, Bobby Firmino. Yeah, I watched a little bit of that game, and you guys were – it was – Firmino had made it – 1-1. And then I was like, I'm bored. So I went and finished watching Inter Barca. And then I knew he made it 2-1, and I was like, okay, cool. They're going to win this game. I kind of expected that. And then you guys were texting about it in the group, and one of you said hat trick. And I was like, oh, Firmino scored, made it 3-1. Great. Good for him. And then I looked at the score after the game, and I was like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, Mo Salah had his five minutes of Mo of old. Uh, the fastest Champions League hat trick of all time, just breaking records. I believe it was six seconds shorter than Tiny Dancer by Elton John. Uh, I saw that stat on Twitter. Um, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Diego Jota also came on and got a hat-trick of assists, and I believe that's the quickest hat-trick of assists in Champions League history. Um, and Harvey Elliott, too, man of the match for me. Uh, he played superb. Um, he had a great game, and then just seeing the support from his teammates yeah. um, after the, the goal was allowed for him for the seventh. And then Fabio, uh, too. I think that was huge for his confidence, being able to play in that side and get a get a full game, um, really just run out and, and play. Yep. Uh, next one, Salzburg won all with uh, Dynamo Zagreb, who we all unequivocally hate. Uh, Salzburg, this is kind of dropped points for them. They – they had it a little bit tough because they did have a weekend game. Zagreb didn't, so Zagreb obviously had fresher legs. Um, Salzburg could now get jumped by Milan. They have to play Milan and Chelsea the last two days, so not looking oh. great for Salzburg. Mm -hmm. And then other game in that group, we've got Chelsea AC Milan. Um, pretty soft red on Tamori, have to say. Don't well, I don't like it, but it is what it is. Um, and then goals from Jorginho and Aubameyang and Chelsea win 2-0. Uh, looks like they're going to get through pretty comfortably. Um, playing well under Potter now. Potter's kind of got them doing well. I miss Tuchel when I can make fun of the club. Uh, <laughs> they actually play good ball now. Um, Aubameyang doing front flips at his age still does scare me just a little bit. Graham Potter's drip. He had a glow up, man. Mm. The turtleneck's scary. He's a handsome fellow when, he, when he's done up. It's he crazy like what a, a good, a, good, a well-trimmed beard and a, and a good turtleneck can do for a coach. Looking like a James Bond supervillain. Is that a dig at Klopp? Huh? No, it wasn't. 
I thought, no, I thought you were, I thought you were no, making fun of Claude's Pat, beard. Pat, you are living rent-free in Josh's head right now. No, Holy Pat, shit. Pat, Pat looks for those comments. I, I yeah, thought Josh, it'll, it'll be a hundred bucks. I'm, dude, you need, you need me to pay rent and give, give me like a hundred bucks if I'm going to be staying there all day. <laughs> Leipzig beat Celtic 2 nothing. Yes, they did. <laughs> Werner and Forsberg in on the scoring. Juventus uh, losing again. They suck. They're Almost. not good. They're, they're like bad. 2 0 to Maccabee Haifa, uh, the and, American and goalkeeper. On, and that honestly looks like it could be the nail in Juve's Champions League coffin, too, with two to play. They're going so, to Europa, baby. Them losing to, to Maccabi, who is sitting directly below them with one more point or one less point, sorry, could be the nail in the coffin. Dude, Europa League is, like, going to be stacked, honestly. Yeah. It's like Arsenal, Man United, uh, Juve, Ajax. Could be Barca. Roma. Barca. It's going to be loaded. Roma. Rome. Yeah, it's going to be loaded. It's so funny. Real Madrid, I... uh, we'll keep it moving here. We have four yeah. left. Real Madrid won all with Shakhtar. Uh, the Shakhtar looked like they were going to win this game. They, were, they scored a goal in, I think, the 46th minute, and then uh, it was stolen by Rudiger at the end, a header in the 94th, I think. Busted his face to, to get on the end of that. Yeah. Um, another one-all draw, Sevilla Dortmund, another Bellingham goal, man of the match performance uh, with all the eyes on him. Dortmund are comfortably in second place. Not much of a group there. Yeah, they're going to be the, definitely going to be the other team to get out. And on the other end of that, that was the City nil-nil draw with Copenhagen. Uh, no Holland, so we got a hat trick of VAR in the first half instead. Um, I still think we should have won that game. I think it was funny that the only call VAR got right was the Gomez red card. Um, I think Rodri's goal should have stood, and I don't think City should have had a penalty. Um, I mean, outside of that, I think if we have ten men, we win that game. Just a little unfortunate. I'd. Gomez is young. He was like brought in, meant to be loaned out. Pep decided to keep him. Stuff like that's going to happen. I'm not super worried about it. We're still going to win the group comfortably. Yeah. And then the last game, Benfica PSG. Benfica do the double of draws, two points in two games against PSG. Um, not much else here, but uh, interesting. I well, guess. Benfica, two really good games against PSG. Honestly, Mbappe played. Yeah, he played. And we well, let's seamless transition, Mitch. Uh, yes. Mbappe, we're talking out of bounds now. Um, and the first story of the week, the the rumors that Mbappe wants out of PSG. He is done with Paris. Uh, supposedly handed in a formal request. And there there's talks going on that, you know, PSG only want to sell him to Liverpool. I, I What? Could you guys afford him? Oh, no. No. <laughs> Definitely. It depends Unless on Nike the valuation. Pay Nike pays like, it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, he's going to be making money no matter where he goes from from outsourcing himself and his his athletic abilities to brands uh, such as Jordan uh, and other, other partnerships that he's established along the way. But I really do think that if this is the case, if Liverpool is the only destination he's heading, um, it's something that a club would have to do 
whatever is necessary to bring in a player like that. Um, I don't know how much of it is true, how much of it is false, because uh, Fabrizio Romano is saying that that is not the case uh, from what I've heard. And then also you, you go into the story with all the bots that, uh, that have been hired to yeah. tarnish both players and clubs. So I, I don't know. It's a, it's a really sticky situation. It's a tough one. And uh, I don't even know if it's so much like, I think Liverpool are interested and there's not just many suitable clubs for him. Supposedly Liverpool asked about him in the summer um it were quoted like an outrageous price uh real madrid don't want anything to do with mbappe right now they don't want him at all um i think he rubbed them the wrong way the past year and the the windows kind of closed on him so there's only a few clubs that could afford him in the premier league no offense but mbappe is not going to chelsea he's not going to man city now that holland's there it's either he's staying at psg i mean i i don't see how liverpool could make it work with wages but hell if we could figure out something and take him on i'd love to do it i think i think crossing chelsea out is a little brash it's a little it's a little i mean i think if there's a club that can afford him and a club with a especially with bowley's whole thing about like wanting a superstar i could see him at chelsea if you guys don't get him and he really wants out and psg are willing to sell bowley like bowley tried to bring in ronaldo because he wants that like superstar level of player i i could see mbappe playing for chelsea by if not this winter then next summer oh it's a tough one for me i don't know if chelsea are as big like i feel like liverpool has like a little bit more of an aura than chelsea i don't know if it's big enough for mbappe i think they do too but i don't think mbappe cares about that i think mbappe cares about his wages and i think psg cares about getting the most money for him and I think if there's a club that a player with like an ego like Mbappe can go to right now, it's going to be a club like Chelsea who are just like mishmashing mm. superstars to fit this new agenda for their owner. Um, he fits more in Chelsea, in my opinion, right now. I think Liverpool would be the better place for him to go footballing-wise and project-wise and career-wise, but I don't see him there currently yeah. with the way Liverpool are. I think it's probably just to end it's a game of poker between him and PSG. And I think this is just kind of posturing between the two. Like Mitch mm. said, we have the part two about PSG supposedly hiring bots to kind of slander Mbappe. Uh, he did have a bot clause in his contract. So if he could prove it legally that PSG did it, he could get his contract voided uh, declaring him a free agent, which would which be pretty crazy. Yeah. Real Madrid, he would a hundred percent go to Real Madrid, even if they're not interested if he's an actual free agent and willing to go, Real Madrid take him in seconds. Yeah. Um, speaking of Chelsea and strikers, next story is about Pierre Emerick Obama Yang. Um, a leaked video of him shortly after arriving in Barcelona, um, talking to someone, I'm assuming friends or whatever, and this is his quote unquote uh, remark. He doesn't know how to manage great players and great characters. He needs young players around him who don't say a word. Uh, referring to Mikel Arteta, and he, he goes on kind of just kind of ranting about it. Uh, did issue an apology, but it's a very um, Aubameyang thing to be caught doing. Just kind of want your guys' thoughts on it. Yeah, it's, I saw the video. I, I honestly thought it was funnier to hear the comment afterward by i don't know if it's like a friend or an agent he's like he's the same guy that benched ozil right yeah like it's just like 
it's just one of those it's it's like the Ivan Tony video from a little bit earlier where it's like somebody just getting shit off their chest in a situation where they're clearly unhappy and taken out of context at the right time it's going to show something but I, I mean I can't say that at the time he was wrong like if you look at the situation at the club the players that were getting mixed in who was getting benched who was getting kind of brought up um, you know and then he he's his own character I thought it was interesting that it's come out now though and uh we're we're hearing about it now that he's kind of starting to play well at chelsea and kind of finding uh a form he's kind of given himself a big compliment by calling himself a great character because i think he's a little bit of a, a dickhead at the end of the day oh yeah. he's a he's a character but not in the way that he thinks yeah yeah that's kind of how i feel about the whole thing josh just to throw my two cents into the mix said I don't know. Aubameyang couldn't be bothered to show up to training on time yeah. and have all these other locker room issues. I think it's less about the personality and more about the fact of like Arteta was trying to build something and Aubameyang was being kind of a dick. Yeah. He didn't buy in. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one, uh, th- this one's kind of a, I guess you could call it a more serious one. Um, Gianni Infantino. He's garnering support around the world already from Africa and Asia and now from Conmebol for a third term as FIFA president. Um, not many people have served as long as he has, and he's yeah, he's getting a lot of stick for the World Cup, you know, rightfully so. Again, kind of just want your guys' thoughts on this. If uh, He seems like one of those guys in 10 years could go to jail for something. Oh, yeah, yeah I could see him getting arrested for this Qatar thing. Uh, yeah, I'd be. In, I was just gonna say that I'm like interested to see how this World Cup plays out and see what happens afterward. Um, see how much worldly support he's garnered after after an event, because you know the, the what happens at the facilities matters. What happens on the grounds matters. Where you're where you're taking your money matters. And yeah, I don't know. We should elect Eric uh, Cantona. As FIFA president, I think he'd be a good honestly, player. just giving speeches about random shit. <laughs> I, could, I could get behind that. He's a United legend, but I could get behind that. Uh, that's all I had for out of bounds. Pat, do you have an update about Monk and Gladback at the minute? Are they still? Oh uh, yeah, in our last two games, we have scored six, conceded seven. Uh, we've been on the end of a five-one loss to Bremen and a five-two win against Köln. <laughs> we are. Definitely not winning the Bundesliga, but we're back in European com- or competition with our in sixth place now, level on points with Dor- uh, with with Bremen, only down two goals on goal difference. Um, yeah, we're not gonna win the league, Mitch. I think your wallet is safe, but I'd like to see the fellas finish top four. <laughs> Love that. Um, and we only have one more thing to talk about this week. It's the Prem. Uh, we saved enough time for it here everyone's eyes are on Liverpool, Man City. There's other games going on, but it's still the the game of the Premier League, if we're being honest. No matter if Liverpool's going to get pumped or not, still the one everyone's looking for. Um, and I'll let Pat speak first. I think you're getting pumped. How bad? Uh, I, I think it's like a 3-0. 3-0? 4-1. At, at Anfield? All in. Yeah, I think Holland starting with all – you shipped three to Brighton at home, and our defense is way better than theirs. Uh, you're going to concede. I think Holland is just, like, inevitable 
at this point. I think a full strength city 11 playing the way we're currently playing. Um, it's we're just I, Klopp said it today. I think we're the best team in Europe right now. And I think tomorrow, you know, Sunday's just going to prove it. I, this is the most confident I've ever been going into Anfield ever, literally ever. Uh, I, I dread this game every year. I have dreaded this game since like 2011 when I like first real big season following city and confirm wanted nothing to do with going to Anfield. Um, this year I feel good about it. I think this this is the year. Um not the year because we broke the Anfield curse during like the, the empty stadium COVID year. Yeah. But I yeah. think I think we do it with fans in, in the stadium this year. I I just I feel pretty good. I don't think there's a team in the world that can stop us right now at full strength. I, I, I totally agree with that, Pat. And I wanna give you credit and I wanna give Holland credit because I do agree with the inevitable comment. I do think he'll score on the at the weekend. Uh I'd be lying if I didn't think Liverpool couldn't get something out of this game. And by something, I mean a point. I'm not going in expecting a win. Uh, but this is a game, like, even no matter what Liverpool's form looks like, it's a game that I hope our players would turn up for. And it's one that even though we've been in shitty form, that it's like, you just think Liverpool can pull something out of their hat here and put in a shift and at least get a point out of it. And if they can get a point, I think fans will be happy, especially at home. I couldn't agree more. Um, I just think after everything that's happened leading into this match, um, all the in- injuries we're, we're, we're faced with right now, the kind of scatterbrain, if you will, of our, our team and our ups and downs so far, I would love to, to walk out with a point. Um, but I would hope that these, these guys are just using uh, a, a huge European night as a stepping stone of confidence moving forward and can get some momentum out of this game. Um, typically, these games are very neck and neck, back and forth for 90 minutes. It's a great game of football. You have two tactical giants matching up. I think it's going to be a little bit more of a, a loose game than we've seen in the past few years, so I'm going to expect more goals out of this. Um, but I would, uh, I would, I would, I would be happy with a, a draw. Yeah, I, I think uh, this game more than any other, it feels like there's true like ebbs and flows to it. I think Man City will get theirs. It's about can we get ours when the chances are given. Yeah, I, I think we can. Uh, if we do the four four two again, which I, there were some holes in it, some clear holes, and Liver or Man City will watch that Rangers game and see the holes in the defense and the way they move and the way the forwards track or track back. But with that being said, I like the 4-4-2 because it allows you to play Sala and Firmino up top. Sala's biggest problem this year is too far away from goal. That's why he hasn't scored the amount of goals. You know, he, he usually gets a ton of chances. He just hasn't because he's been, like, truly on the wing, chalk on his shoes. Uh, and we saw it when he comes in against Rangers. He's playing up top more in that striker position. And I think next to a really informed Bobby Firmino, Liverpool can put away a chance or two against Man City. Uh, it's just about, you know, if they do that, because City will get theirs. It's about if we get ours. Mm. Uh, I I actually think that playing the 4-4-2 against this City side is not the right way for you guys to go about it. I think giving us midfield superiority in numbers just based on the formation you're doing is a recipe for disaster us always having a free man is an issue and then you needing a player to 
then drop into the space uh like in the press i just think we win we tend to win our games in the midfield battle and in the past when you matched us in the midfield in in the type of 443 or sorry 433 uh where you matched us in the midfield you matched our forwards and you pressed us with a lot of intensity those are the games that like you really took it to us and you you that you beat us those all those times again i think immediately causing a either our defenders to no longer have to worry about two forwards or um giving our midfielders a numerical superiority in the build-up um just doesn't feel like a, the success point for liverpool i also think just from a city standpoint uh the place to really watch is going to be the wings um you have your preferred formation in the notes here. Um, and I'm licking my lips at the thought of Phil Foden in his current form running at Joe Gomez. Who else are uh, we going to play there though? You know, uh, could be James Milner. <laughs> Either Ramsey or Milner. At it this won't point. be Ramsey. Yeah. Um, I mean, and you could flip flop it too. You could, you could put Grealish on the left and I'm licking my lips at the idea of Grealish in his current form running at Joe Gomez too. Um, I just, I just think that this city team is so good and they the, the mentality that they've been showing to like push on and win games if they go behind and just like take games by the scruff of the neck and win them um even even this week in the in the midweek game when we were down a man we were dominating that game for large periods of time yeah the goal didn't come but it we did what we needed to do to make sure that like we didn't lose that game um a man down the the entire time uh so i mean i think if pep decides to bring on holland in that game we probably win that game a man down and i you know i think with 11 men on the pitch best 11 versus best 11 right now it, it just doesn't doesn't feel like city should ever lose this game i i agree with that the only, the thing i have about gomez is you know, we talk about Trent too, like in, in past years of like, you're licking your lips at Trent. So what's really the difference this weekend when, if you're licking your lips at Gomez, it's been the problem position defensively. So it's still the problem defensive, the problem defensively. And elsewhere, I think you can look at the defense and some of the other positions. We finally have some guys at full strength too. So I think Kanate is actually uh, an improvement. I mean, he started the champions league final played really well. Uh, for us last year played super well against man city at wembley you have robertson on the left he played great in that cameo against rangers which i respectively i know it's against rangers and then diago jota coming in uh, i think he could make a difference too on the left so i think this is a little bit of a rotated liverpool team i get what you're saying and again i'm not going into this game over you know optimistically i, I think a point would be really really good for us at home yeah, I think that's fair. I guess I, just to answer the Gomez question, then we can move on. A little, little less seasoned on the season, doesn't have as much games at his feet. These games are usually pretty high intensity, so if he doesn't immediately come out ready to match the intensity, uh, Phil Foden's going to have a field day on our left, for, or, or Grealish is going to have a field day on our left until he kind of gets up to the pace. A little easier for a player who's been doing, you know, been in the 11 the whole sure. season. If it was Trent Alexander-Arnold, I'd still be like, I'm going to have so much shit to talk to Josh after this game when it's all said and done. But uh, either way, I, I think it's going to be a really good game. And and I wish you did have a full strength 11 and like weren't in this funny patch of form. And it could really feel like last year. 
Yeah, because the, the build-up to those ones last year were something else, and they ended up as draws, and it just doesn't have the, like, the allure going into it this week of, like, because we hired, like, you know, a little bit down on our luck. So it feels like if you win, it's like, well, Liverpool shit right now. Whereas last year, if you would have won, it would have been a real, like, peg on, you know, your back of, like, oh, we beat Liverpool, and they were, like, you know, really on form. Mm. Now we have to do that to Arsenal. We haven't had a chance to humble them yet because the game got rescheduled. Ugh, Arsenal fans. Get a- anyway, <laughs> we have uh, just a couple games to look at, maybe throw some predictions out. Um, Spurs-Everton. I think Spurs will win that. Yeah, I think so. I probably think so as well. They played pretty good yeah. um, hmm. last weekend and this week, uh, the midweek. So, Man yeah, United-Newcastle is going to be a good game. Mm. That'll be a fun one to watch, but I think United should probably best uh, Newcastle here. Both teams in good form, though, so I wouldn't just immediately chalk it up yeah, to a Man United win. Um, yeah. Newcastle gave us a lot of trouble and did not – United did not. So – I think I think writing it off as just like United should win is I don't know I I'm taking Newcastle I think Newcastle can get a result from this game I take Newcastle as well they run a fuck ton they're running the entire game I don't know if United can cope with that especially passing out of the back um and then the last one leads Arsenal this is a little bit of a I feel like a trick game because it's like Arsenal should win it but it's like can Leeds do something can they right now it feels like no. Nah, Arsenal are on top of the world right now, and I don't see them slowing down. However, if Leeds do decide to peg them back, I'll be pretty happy. Yeah. I, I hope Arsenal get humbled soon, too. I'm in such the same boat as Pat. Like, I, I could care less if City's top of the league because they're going to win it anyway. I just want to see Arsenal fans pipe down for a second and act like they haven't won the league after fucking nine games. But I digress. Mm. he do be digressing he do be digressing that's uh that's the podcast boys it's a, a quick 45 and a full 45 we had a lot to unpack quick full 45 and you know i'm ex- i'm excited for this weekend as as much as i am dreading it as a liverpool fan i enjoy sitting down watching footy with the boys it'll be nice to get out of the house yeah. after uh being stuck in quarantine because my uh my family member members got the vid so it'll be nice i'm excited and then obviously just five and a half weeks away from world cup yeah and drink if you're going down to the zoo this weekend drink some candy pills uh it's the best beer ever Mm, wholeheartedly agree with that sentiment love me a good kennedy park pilsner the whole main stand loves kennedy park pilsner mitchell can't even have gluten and he loves kennedy park pilsner exactly i love it so much and slap sauce session ale too. Yeah, that too. It's a tongue twister. I'm excited. I actually ha- I haven't been to a Mariners game in a while. Uh, it's uh, it's gonna be exciting to go back. Yeehaw! All right, that was the episode. Like, Deuces, share, subscribe. Yes, sir. Peace. Deuces.